Well, good morning, everybody. Josh, what was that? Yeah, that was a uh, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, that was uh, not the background that I uh, thought I had selected. <laughs> uh-huh. You trying some new stuff out there? Thinking that is uh, funny. Yeah, not not uh, not trying is that your to favorite song. Or <laughs> what? Gosh. I've seen. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Delbert, did you hear that new intro music Josh just picked out? <laughs> He's on it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a hundred percent not, uh, yeah, <laughs> not what I thought it was. <laughs> Greg Murray liked it too, so I tell you, Josh, you got a new hip song. You got going just glad the video there. wasn't playing with it. Too. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, uh, hey, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Yes, you see, I am sitting in the big Dodge City, America, in my hotel room. Scotty, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet. And uh, we did that as a backup plan in case I slept through my alarm or something, because it was a little bit late when we got when I got here to the uh, hotel last night, but that's okay. You were, so. uh, you were texting me after the race. I was like, dang, I kind of finished pretty early. It seemed like, but maybe not. I don't know. Dodge you know, they did, they did a great job. Uh, Kyler Fetters out here is doing a great job with the racetrack and doing a great job putting the show on. And uh, he ran it right through. And he actually actually took two times to actually take in two intermissions to prep track, prep the track, which is uh, really, they only normally do it one time. And he did it twice even. And we still got done that fast to uh, – to keep the track a better track. Yeah. Uh, for those, you know, we always, us racers fight the, the racetrack and I, you know, they always like to complain, which I don't complain much about the track because I don't know how to prep a track either, but uh, to have a good prep track and be able to do that. Uh, it's like when we go up to Boone, they rework that track every 10 races. And uh, so it was kind of nice. We went out on a pretty good track and then the sprint cars went right before us and stuff too. So, uh, those big wide tires kind of smooth her out pretty good. We had a pretty good racetrack. So it's, uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, that part got some exciting stuff coming up tonight. Very good. And the, how's the car count out there? Uh, you know, it's a little soft. And I think the reason it's a little soft is, uh, it's uh, awful hot out here. I mean, it is hot. Yeah. Of course, we know it's hot everywhere, but, uh, uh, it's, uh, I think we'll see hot some here, more cars. It's 70. Yeah, it's it's sunny and seventy, all right. It's just sunny and seventy times two plus plus yeah, humidity. Here the decimal. <laughs> the OAC on top of the trailer just kept a constant stream of water pouring off of it. That was, I mean, it was crazy how much water coming off that trailer from that part. Well, Delbert all thinks there's not hotels in Dodge City. I think there's brothels out there. Well, there might be, but I haven't found one. Let's put it that way. I haven't had time for that stuff. <laughs> out there slinging guns. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. how is Boot Hill out there? I haven't been to Boot Hill in years. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've never, I've not even been in that casino. Stinky. I, I, I bet. Phil belongs down there. I'm sure he can just get on some, some chaps. And just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, uh, <clears throat> this is a different hotel we've stayed in before and everything else too, but I mean, they do have some pretty good hotels over here in Dodge and stuff and easy to get to and everything else too. But, uh, you're all right. Depending on the type of the, which way the wind's blowing stuff, what you're going to smell out here in Dodge. They, say, <laughs> they smell money. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I still yeah. I can't smell much anyway, but boy, how this is get that wind in the right direction. It's really ripe out here, mm. if, uh, especially in this heat. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But makes it for sure worse. But I, if they were all yours, you wouldn't care one bit about that smell. I <laughs> and I guess if I knew how much money they were making, uh-huh. that might be a different ballgame. That's yeah. got to be pretty good money. <laughs> you know, I'm from out in that direction. Are you really? I didn't know that. I'm from Garden, Garden City. I'm from Garden City. I'm 45 minutes to the west. Ah, I did not know that. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Now I know all about you. <laughs> Got you all dialed in. Hey, anyway, everybody, it's a college show. 316-462-3673. We want to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, new products, anything you just don't understand or have questions, comments, or you just want to talk about anything, you know, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Get a great price package. About over 130 bucks for each and every caller. And as always, Josh, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it would consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we use Motorcraft oil and filter products here while we're uh, doing that. Uh, we'll also complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related stuff on the vehicle uh, while it's here for service. You'll get $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So, very cool. All right, let's get the phones ringing, 316-462-3673, and that comes right to the front desk. Tell the gals you want to get punched into the show and uh, we'll get you on the line. So, uh, anyway, I want to call you a backup plan. We did that in case I had... uh, Slept to my alarm where I'd be thrashing on a race car for some crazy reason or whatever. Yeah. So you uh, you never know what the what the end of the night's going to look like uh, when you go out to a racetrack. I don't guess, and that's always <laughs> <laughs> you always always got to uh, plan for the or hope for the best, plan for the worst. Right, I yeah. guess is what they say uh, on that side of it. Something like that. So anyway, gentlemen. So uh, I know the shop is just crazy behind and crazy booked up and things like that, but. Uh, Anything exciting happened this week, Scotty, with uh, everything? Yeah, I, I actually uh, I actually asked Josh, talked to him a little bit about it yesterday, but now we have, and I don't know if you guys have talked about it at all, but we now have a mobile unit for mobile, um, a technician that actually comes to a vehicle, and we're mainly using it for recalls and part installations and stuff like that. It is not for oil changes. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. But uh, that's pretty exciting. We're wanting to get that up and running, and that's going to be a lot more convenient for a lot of customers in a lot of ways. Yeah, we launched that in uh, in July, and it's been uh, it's been a pretty huge success for sure, and uh, uh, convenience for the customer, uh, you know, on that side of things, and especially trying to work somebody in for a kind of a in between repair, yeah. you know, something that's not quite eligible to go to the quick lane or that is a little above those guys, but then yet we don't want somebody waiting, you know, a week or two weeks to, to get into the main shop over right. here, uh, to be able to get them taken care of. And so it has been, uh, it has been, um, we, like I said, we launched that in July and he's every day. He's, he's, he's been on the, on the road going. Oh, yeah. He's sure. going. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we had a show a while back asking Ooh, an echo now all of a sudden. Are you? Uh, you know, we had to, had the listeners and watchers debate on whether they'd like to have pickup and delivery or mobile service or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of let's go pick it up and let's get it in our shop. And I get it. Our shop's very busy and stuff like that. And uh, we more or less got this mobile service. We had to do it to comply with all the other rules and, and laws that Ford is putting down to us. And uh, I think uh, 
it's turned out to be a little better than I thought it would be. Uh, I think there's some consumers that do appreciate the service and stuff too, but I still would love to have those cars in our shop to be able to be ready available for every part we might need uh, from that part and uh, be able to get a car up on a lift is so much better than working on the ground and that sort of thing. But I think we're trying to pick repairs that we can do very easy in the field yeah. uh, from that part. So I guess let's take some comments again. How many of you'd like to get, get have your car picked up and delivered or would you rather have it, uh, have us come to your place of business or come to your office or come to your home or, or whatever. Uh, love to hear from you. Just get the and, phones ringing and get some comments going. And we really have, have tried to, like you said, kind of pick the repairs that are more uh, conducive to being able to do that, you know, yeah. so, so recalls or if a vehicle has already been here uh, and we've looked at it and ordered a part for it, exactly. and it's just a matter of putting that part on. Uh, <clears throat> I like it in that situation or environment the best because it has been in the shop it's had the multi-point inspection right. we've looked everything over you know and then we've even saved the customer the journey back to the dealership mm -hmm. to where uh you know it's it's more convenient for them to get it installed uh not only that it helps our uh, special order part shelves <laughs> yeah, on, there you on go. inventory and you know gets gets the customer taken care of quicker uh and with less uh less involvement from them uh, okay, sure. I think we I think we got a trick question coming up here. Okay, Delbert, he wants to know what's the range for mobile service. <laughs> Delbert, we're not coming, to Oklahoma yeah. City. <laughs> yeah, what I've uh, what I've instructed the guys at this point, and just because obviously the logistics of trying to get everything taken care of in a day, you know, and trying to cut down on the windshield time at this point, it's a Wichita address, yeah. so it, it needs to be in Wichita. Now, obviously we've given them because you could go, you can have a Wichita address and be on the east, east side, side of town and Goddard be closer. So obviously, you know, Goddard maze, uh, you know, stuff like that is, is in the loop. But, uh, so far we've really just been working that P and a area or our, our zones just kind of closest to the dealership out, uh, from that side so far, but yes, Oklahoma city, not quite there yet. Not but. quite. No. <laughs> It's been it's been really helpful. It's been really helpful for, for me and a lot of my customers just because, you know, we'll have a customer come in, we'll do a lot of work, but then there's that one part, that one really non-important part, like a trim piece or something like that, that takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes to put on. And that customer is from clear on the east side of town. It's really nice to be able to go, hey, instead of you driving, go to work. Uh, instead of coming to the dealership, I'll send my mobile unit out and we'll have that installed while you're at work and you don't have to make that visit back. It's a lot. It's, it's a really convenient thing for that. And that's what it's made for. So, yeah, Jeff Danny wants to know if we're going to come to Arkansas and get his expedition. Don't think so. <laughs> nah, that'd be, that'd be a little tough. <laughs> we could do it, I guess. I was going to say mean, a slight nominal fee. How about that? There you go. <laughs> 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 yeah, very, very much so. So, yeah, that's a, uh, like I said, been a, a definitely a new addition and getting getting everything worked out in that. And like I said, it's worked uh, worked very well uh, so far, and just continue to add and add into that service and being able to make it uh, you know convenient for customers for sure. So, yeah. Well, so let's as uh, he's out running the van and stuff. What's kind of the normal thing that he's kind of doing kind of let the listeners know what, what we are doing out there. I think it's, it's a lot of recalls. Correct? Uh, for the, yeah. For yeah. the most part is recalls. And, I, and we've talked about it. They have uh, different equipped vans. Um, and we, 
we chose not to get the the van that was uh, equipped for uh, oil changes. Um, this the van that we have can do oil changes, but it's not its primary. Uh, they have vans that like that's the primary function of the van. But also, in my opinion, that's not a <clears throat> that's not a at home or at somebody's house service. Right. I mean, you think of I I just for. First of all, it just terrifies me, a technician under a vehicle on jack stands Mm -hmm. by themselves out in the field. Uh, You have all the elements uh, that are associated with that crawling under the vehicle, rain, ice, snow, sleet, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, Then the other side of it is, you know, being in a nice environment with a lift, with all the tools and equipment that you have there, we still make messes. like. Mm And I don't want that on somebody's driveway, you know, then you've got to, the, to deal with that. You can take all the precautions in the world and something's going to happen. There's going to be a hiccup. You're going to make a mess. And to, to deal with that at a customer's house, like that's not, that's not conducive to good business. I don't think, you know, and so uh, again, we can do them, but we're not setting appointments to go out and just primarily do oil changes uh, on a vehicle. And so recalls uh, are one of the things that, you know, when, when there's a recall on a vehicle, it's black and white, you know, what you're doing to the vehicle, you know, what parts it takes to fix it. Tools, Um, what you need, what what tools tools need need to be uh, taken care of as well. Uh, And also, in my opinion, that's just a, a visit that you're helping save the customer from having to make to the dealership. Right. You know, if a car car breaks or check engine light comes on or something like that, like, I mean, that's, uh, that's something that we don't know what's wrong with it. Right. Um, and so uh, the recalls are pretty cut and dry. And so uh, we're able to, to give them an idea of what time we're going to be there, how long we're going to be there on site. Cause you know, roughly what that's going to take and it's just better for uh better for scheduling and everything like that and so obviously the recall side of this is is the largest uh part of it um and that's that's what's worked really well so far and the other thing is they'll they'll it, the recall will also even say if it's mobile eligible because not all recalls are set up like that so the ones that are kind of that goldilocks zone of time how many parts you're going to use what tools you're going to use it'll let us know if those are a good candidate for those mobile repairs and that is a benefit to us and the customer so you know it's it's a timely thing we don't want to take up too much of your time um, whenever we're doing it and it just it helps us out a lot lot so if anybody has questions you can always call and set that up and we'd be happy to help well, a few questions coming here on the side about uh, mm-hmm. is our competition doing uh, mobile service? Well, if you want to be a, how do I want to say, a full service Ford dealership and offer everything as you have to have mobile service. So there are a few stores, uh, I think they're around us that are trying to do it uh, also. But, uh, you know, as far as the recalls, that's another question over the side is it's only Ford recalls. We cannot Correct. complete recalls on any other maker model, just Ford uh, from that part. Uh, I'm going to throw a question out. Can we do Lincoln recalls? Uh, so there are some Lincoln recalls that we complete can complete, but the majority of them, no. Okay. So anyway, some good questions there too. Uh, you know, you go back to Josh, you know, I know we didn't pick the van for doing oil changes and I, I still think the better situation is let's go pick that car up, that customer that needs the oil mm-hmm. change. Let's get it on a lift so we can do the proper 
multi-point inspection and check that car over, make sure we see everything we can see. Cause it's hard to see everything you can see laying on your back and not rolling around in a creeper than being up on a lift and everything else too, and be able to rotate the tires correctly and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh I think that's a better way of doing it is we get those vehicles actually picked up and delivered, which we've been doing that for so long and doing so many of those too. Uh, I think we'll see how this mobile service grows and see where it takes us. The uh, um, other side on the pickup and delivery, or even to tie in with this mobile service is when we're, uh, you know, obviously we're going through the previous or the next day's appointments. We're loading up the, the recall parts that we need or whatever that it is we're going out there for, but we're also grabbing you know, air filters, brake pads, you know, uh, wipers, uh, things that fit those vehicles so that that technician is able to, when he gets there and there is something that he needs, uh, that is a, a wear item or a maintenance item that he has those available, uh, with him. Obviously, you know, it becomes hard to, to get or think of absolutely everything you're going to need, but right. we want to, we want to have a high percentage of that stuff readily available. So, so that it can be taken care of uh, for him as well. And so we spend a lot of time loading and unloading totes, but that's okay. You know, I'd rather be there and be prepared than be there and, and not. Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay. So if someone wants to schedule mobile service, how do they, how's that happen? Guys, tell them everybody how they can make that happen. That is a uh, you know the same way as uh, scheduling just a regular appointment. You can call into the main store here, um, and any one of the advisors, the BDC, uh, well, they're all available uh, to do that. And then a lot of times too, I mean, they're going to give you the the option if whatever it is you're calling in for is mobile service, you know, uh, available or uh, something that can be handled mobile service. We're going to offer that, but then we'll also offer the pickup and delivery. Uh, on it as well. And so it's just a matter of exactly what type of service that you're after um, and uh, certain qualifications of it, basically. Okay. So I'm going to throw another question out there. How far out are we booking so far? I know we're well yeah, into so, August already in the main shop getting yeah. things scheduled. So how far out are we on mobile service? So on mobile, yeah, mobile service, I was looking uh, next week on the calendar um, for it and we are, our next available opening for mobile service would be roughly probably middle of next week, middle, was, middle okay. to end of next week. I was uh, getting ready to say it's not, not terribly far out at all. Good. Um, so someone needs something that can get in more easy and more available yes. on the mobile side. Yep. So anyway, I got another good question over here. You know, we have over the air updates, which, uh, I would say works a lot of the time. Sometimes it doesn't, but I think the over-the-air updates on these new vehicles are simply things of simple minor updates they can put in. But if it's a major update, it's not going to be able to do it through the over-the-air updates. We'll have to bring the vehicle in for that part. But uh, Tim Daniel wants to know, what about over-the-air diagnostics? Well, I can't tell you how many times we have used Ford Pass to be able to a customer travel. I'm going to give you an best example I can give you is uh, – had a customer driving to uh, down to Galveston, halfway down there with his Super Duty and the AC quit blowing, or it would go in and out, in and out, in and out on him, and you know, very frustrating because you know it's not hot down there in Texas at all, right? No, no, it's so, hot here. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, got on Ford Pass. We saw the code. I got back there with David on the deal, and uh, we diagnosed a connector that we. Figured out it was probably the problem. David had just fixed one just like it here, uh, like a week before that, 
and uh, we actually got that customer into a Ford store downer. And guess what? They uh, they didn't have the connector, but they made the connector work. And guess what? Got the guy back here. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah. Uh, of us being able to see the codes and uh, being able to go back to a technician and get the flow chart out. Not guessing with that, because that's what that what some parts houses are doing. Yeah. And be able to fix these cars. And it was great for that guy. I mean, we got oh. him back and uh, he was ecstatic. And this this uh, connected modems is what they're you know what they're calling it and the the vehicle data uh, that it's able to and they're just adding more and more to it you know as uh, as they advance in technology and stuff but it is I think it is a great thing for the consumer um, you know you do have people every once in a while that think oh Big Brother and don't want them watching and stuff like that but just in you know your your example there of being able to take care of a customer uh, or, you know, your check engine light comes on and you're out of town. Is it, well, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. is it okay? Can I drive it? Should I, should I have it looked at stuff like that? And we're able to, to help, help somebody uh, with that uh, much more, but then also uh, in intermittent issues. That's what I was going to say. Know, I was uh, waiting for you to stop talking. That's been uh, that's been a huge advantage for our technicians and, and uh, stuff is that you have, uh, happens all the time. Yeah. Customer says, you know, Hey, it, it did this, it hicked up and it does it intermittently. And then it, oh, you know, it's like going to the doctor. You feel fine when, once you, uh, once you get there, you set the appointment, you feel like crap, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you wait your time and then you get there and well, now it's not so, not so yeah. bad. And so we're able to, to go back and look at that historical data and, you know, uh, for all intents purposes, make a much better educated guess on what's going on with that vehicle for sure. Yeah, it's pretty um, impressive. It, it really is. It, it's pretty nice, especially when you get the symptom from a customer like myself. So I'll get a phone call and of something of exactly what happened. And if that vehicle is set up for me to be able to see what codes it has, I already have a direction to go no matter what. I can I can look into certain things to try to expedite the entire process, which if you have an intermittent issue and it's not doing it all the time, that is such that is such a help on our side um, and obviously to the customer. It's it's incredible how much, how helpful that can be. So yeah, that's that's an awesome feature. And then in, in addition with that on the connected modems, you know, Ford has taken that uh, kind of one step further and they're uh, so let's say they're they're actually scanning through our appointments and looking for. Uh, you know, relationship to connected modems. So say a customer calls up and has a complaint of a surge or a, a check, you know, a surge in a check engine light or something. And based on what that customer complaint is uh, and the symptoms, and then also the connected modem data, uh, they're going through and they're analyzing all their warranty tickets and saying, okay, out of these vehicles and these cars and this concern, this is the pro- most probable cause of what fixes that vehicle. And so they'll ship parts based on that connected modem to, uh, to us um, based on that. And we've been on that program. It's a, it's a pilot program. We've been on that program for a little while, uh, a couple months for our store specifically. It's not as beneficial just because of our parts inventory and where we sit on parts inventory and the odds of us having that part already are, are really good. But you think about that in a rural town somewhere, you know, uh, in, uh, that's a small town or something like that, you know, that could be huge as far as days down and getting your vehicle back to you. 
Yeah. Anyway, I got to throw out a uh, question just through over here on the side. Mr. Lance, can't wait for dealerships to go away. Killer dealer markups. <clears throat> Lance, you, sh- you kind of started a fire with me, buddy. I want you to understand something, Lance. There's a call to market de- demand and what people will pay and what people won't pay. We've not marked anything up over MSRP on our vehicles and everything else too, Lance. But what I want to ask you, Lance, when that car breaks that you just bought, where are you going to get it fixed? Who's going to take care of you after the sale? And if you ask those Tesla owners out there right now, and it's a st- known fact that 78% of those customers hate the after experiment experience after they purchase a Tesla because they can't get taken care of. They got to be towed all over place and everything else like that too. So Lance, just ask yourself that, buddy. Where are you going to get your car taken care of? Where are you going to get the parts? Where are you going to get the customer service that you need to take care of your situation? I understand there's dealerships out there that are charging stupid money and overpricing everything too. But don't let the two percent kill you. Take care. Let let the other ninety eight percent of the dealerships out there. They're taking care of customers, doing the right thing, and pricing cars accordingly to the market and what the market will do and everything else from that part. Uh, and you want to talk about dealerships marking it up? Why don't you talk about how many price increases these manufacturers have made on these vehicles in the last two years? So, Lance, answer those questions. Love to hear from you. Love to debate it with you and everything else from that part too. So yeah, the the I think just the Maverick itself, uh, the markup on that from the um, you know from the manufacturer side and and just the availability of the vehicle and stuff like that. It's a it's a struggle out here for a dealership, that's for sure. Uh, let's let's talk about the Maverick for just a minute. I mean, uh, that's a demand vehicle. Uh, everything I got coming is ordered in. And just for an example, we had Joe, one of our technicians, get involved in a wreck that owns a Maverick, and. Uh, his his Maverick used with, I think it's got 6,000 miles on it, is worth more right now, according to J.D. Power, than it was new. So, Lance, that's called market demand. People will pay more because there's a demand for the vehicle that the manufacturer can't produce more, and it makes it worth more money. Uh, blows me away, too. Would I pay over sticker for a used car? Absolutely not. But the demand is out there for people needing vehicles and needing what there is. But the biggest thing is, Lance, where are you going to get taken care of after the sale? And that's what we pride ourselves here at Mill Hamlin Ford is trying to take care of that customer after the sale and making sure you're taken care of because you're going to need help. Because I promise you, whatever vehicle you buy, whether it's 100 percent electric or whatever, it's going to break at some point in time. And where are you going to get it fixed? Yeah. Yeah, would would agree with that too. And then the the other side that I would comment on too, and I I watch this show all the time. I'm I'm a huge fan of it. But Shark Tank, I know Phil, you and yeah. I have talked oh, about yeah. this, uh, you know, from time to time, and just uh, hearing like the markup or the margins that that a lot of just consumer products, little things yeah. uh, that there are, man, if you had those in the automotive industry, like I know that, that show pisses me off too. You see, I'm selling it. That cost me a dollar 98 and I'm selling it for 29 95. Okay. Lance, how about those huge markups? It's okay for everybody else to do it, but not the automobile world. Yeah. It yeah. Crazy. If, if, uh, if that was a thing in the automotive world, like, I, I don't know, it's, it's blows me away uh, on that side of it. So. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, if you want to comment, call in, call up anything about this, love to hear from you. I'd love to put on a debate on this situation, this comment. Bring it all. 
I've been doing this. I've been in this business way too long and everything else like that. And I went, I've been through the ups and downs. I've been through everything there is about imaginable in the 40 years of my been in this business. And I promise you dealerships are not going away. Lance, good luck is all yeah. I'm going to tell you. Good luck. Yeah. What's up? Would agree with that for sure. So the other thing, uh, this week that we did, and I don't, I don't think, uh, we did a motorcraft U training session that I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, that went really well. And, uh, so basically what that, uh, was for, um, all of our wholesale accounts. So, uh, we supply parts to a lot of aftermarket or independent shops, uh, body shops, as well as repair facilities and stuff like that. And so, uh, as part of that, and because of the volume that we do to that, uh, Ford enabled us to put on a, or host a training class. So we were able to bring those individuals in to our facility and get them some technical training. And so we happened to do a uh, powertrain training, um, for, uh, you know, module programming, diagnosis, uh, things like that. And, uh, we had a group of about, uh, 25 people from other facilities come in here. And I tell you, it was, uh, it was, awesome to be able to visit with those guys and um see their reaction to our facility uh, let's <laughs> let's just put it that way and it was uh it was uh again you know in this industry if you're not training six months a year's time it's gonna it's gonna eat up it yeah, will swallow it you up this is a always continuing always uh you you will never stop training in this industry with the advancements in technology that goes into it and everything else and so to be able to talk to those guys uh and just listen to to some of their stories uh honestly i don't know i've never been on the uh aftermarket side of this industry but i just don't know how you do it I have, and it's not fun. Uh, I'm very, very blessed to be been here for 11 years, but it, it you don't get the equipment, you don't get the training, and it's it's an eye opener for sure. You walk into a place like this, you know. I, I ran into uh, a, a customer of mine or and friends of mine uh, over there in Hutch that came to the program, and they were blown away uh, of what we have to offer and what they're with this new world of because they can't get the training. Mm-hmm. They just can't get it. And I, back in the, uh, hate to tell you, in the eighties, when I started, I, I went one time to an independent shop and I realized real quickly, I, I got to get back to a dealership. I need the training. I need the, I need the latest and greatest stuff and, and everything else too. So I'm glad we're out there to be able to offer these classes and help the aftermarket world get better and, and, and get some training for those guys. Absolutely. And again, just, to. For them to to be able to come into this facility and kind of walk walk around and see see what's going on and stuff like that. I mean, I think just in the day to day, we get kind of I guess callous to yeah, it. Yeah, you, know, you just get used to it and uh, think that it's just the norm, and it is not. <laughs> it is not at all uh, for sure. So, hey, real quick, Dan Wicks, is, is there a uh, recall on emergency brake on an F one hundred and fifty? I yeah, saw, I saw that. And then uh, Mike uh, replied to him here that there is no recall on that uh, on the F one fifties for the parking brakes. Yeah. Well, what we need know, to do? Yeah, I don't know what he's got going. I'll, on I'll give him a call whatever, after the show. Call Dan and uh, get his. Yeah. We got his VIN number, of course. We can run the Oasis yeah, on it and see if there's a a recall on his truck. Maybe it's another recall or something else on that side too. So here, we'll have to look there for sure. So anyway. Uh, so those guys came in, Josh, I wish I could have had some time to spend in that class with a, 
with the uh, with our wholesale accounts coming in and stuff. Uh, did you get the chance to spend some time in the class? Yeah, yeah, yeah spent a little time over there um, <clears throat> with them uh, in regards to the class, and I, you know, it was uh, you, the training class. So we, we, I was talking with the instructor, and it's about a three hour. It was about a three hour deal. Could have been a six hour deal, you know, just like every one of them. But also on on the training side of things, man, just after a while, you just start losing people. I mean, you could have really good information, but to be that intense for that long, it just, you know, uh, you just get kind of phase out, so to speak. But everybody was very involved. Uh, it was a lot of useful information. Uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, information in regards to, um, you know, diagnosing like misfires and, and things like that. And so um, it was, uh, it's hard to, to get a group of, uh, from several different places together just because you have different levels of, of knowledge in there. And so you gotta have information that pertains to everybody that's not over people's head, but yet not, uh, something that they've known for years either. Cause otherwise you'll, uh, you know, you'll lose them that way too. But I think the instructor did a phenomenal job. And uh, like I said, everything went really well and can't wait to, to host another one for those guys. And then uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, what's the, what's the next thing. And just, just like, you know, I always talk about or say is electrical, man, these guys yeah. are craving for uh, any type of electrical training and it's in, it's in everything. I mean, you take Dan's question on, on the parking brake system. Uh, we've got electrical on base brakes now, you yeah. know? Um, and so there's just, there's not a system in a vehicle anymore that doesn't involve some sort of electrical uh, circuitry or components and, and things like that. And, uh, it's just going to get more and more intense for sure. Um, you know, as, as these vehicles advance. And so electrical is something that people just crave the knowledge. Uh, and, and, and see then here, Tim, uh, Jeff Daniel sends me the deal where, uh, uh, who put that out there, but it's talking about 870,000 F-150 trucks with parking brake issues and, oh, USA Today put it out. And uh, so I guess we'll have to figure 21 to 23. I just love the fact how the media gets a hold of this stuff for us. Deeper sure, we do anything yeah. about it. Isn't it nice? And who knows how much of that's true? Is it really 870,000 trucks? I mean, that's a whole year's worth of trucks. Well, and but here's the other thing that, yeah, they produced that and maybe had an issue for a month or a week or exactly, something like yeah. that. And it involves, you know, 3,000, 3,000 uh, vehicles and, and the yeah. media will just go out and say, hey, there's a recall on. Uh, on 21 F-150s. Well, yeah, there is a recall on 21 F-150s, but it was a week's worth of production and here, here's your VIN break and it goes from here to here. And I right. I would say that's one thing, you know, years ago uh, when they came out with recalls, they were, uh, they were way more massive. They included so many more yeah. VINs to them. Uh, now, um, there may have been fewer recalls, but they were way more involved as far as units, uh, units included into it. And now, you know, just with, uh, the manufacturers and everything like that, um, they, they track that so tight. I think there's more, they come out with recalls more often, but there's fewer number of VIN numbers in those recalls right. uh, lists. So. And they'll they'll separate them by what region they were in because of yeah. what manufacturing plant they were in. And so whenever you get that big, huge, really vague announcement of this year, this model and this brand, 
it doesn't necessarily mean yours is an affected one, which is kind of frustrating for us because immediately when that breaks, guess whose phones start going off the hook? It's us. But Okay. Sorry, asking a bunch of texts and stuff too. So oh, you're fine. We've got a caller on the line, so we're going to go to the phones. Let's talk to Doug. Doug, you're on live with Under the Hood. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Appreciate your show. Um, I have some uh, questions for you real quickly. I uh, know that in the wintertime, as the temperatures drop and, and things, that there's unique things on a car that you need to be mindful of in the cold weather. What about the hot weather? What are some things that we need to be uh, watching or looking for to make sure our cars are uh, running okay in the heat of this summer that we're going through? You know, uh, Doug, that's a, a great question. And there's, you know, there's a list of things that, that come to my mind uh, for hot weather. Um, specifically, you know, right off the bat, I think a tire pressures. Uh, I think that's huge. Um, tire conditions. Uh, that tire is running so much hotter just because of the, the heat on the asphalt um, and everything like that. And so a lot of times you don't have a tire that blows out tire overheats and so when you raise the ambient temperature it just makes that tire uh more susceptible to that so tire pressures to me is huge uh in summer uh just as much as it is in the winter um the other side of it is batteries I'll, you you see a lot more batteries uh fail in the heat just because of the underhood engine temperatures and everything like that i mean the cold obviously takes it out of them too but when you get to the extreme heat that's another thing mm-hmm. um you know, obviously air conditioning is huge. That's on the top of everybody's list. Um, and making sure that that AC system is operating properly and fully charged, uh, stuff like that. And then the cooling system is, is huge. Making sure that the cooling fans operate properly. Uh, you know, the other thing is that's huge, especially in these driving conditions in Kansas with the wind and dust and stuff like that, is making sure that the radiators cleaned out and that able, that vehicle is able to breathe, uh, and and cool like it needs to for sure so yeah i I was just gonna say that that that's actually a really good point but a lot of the things that especially us being in the midwest region i think most of us have been coached on all of these things that we need to be ready for for going into winter well a lot of those exact same things are the exact same things that you go into summer and that is because that extreme change in temperature and it flips like a switch and so pretty much a majority of the things that you would be checking for winter are the exact same things um, that you'd be checking when it's extremely hot with addition to being the air conditioning system because that's probably the hottest the hottest uh, or the the stuff that i'm getting the most calls about is going to be the air conditioning system as of right now because it's so ridiculously hot those ac systems having to work so much harder um, for how hot it is outside to cool the cab of a vehicle but yeah, that's kind of a rule of thumb, which uh, almost, um, well, actually all of that stuff realistically gets checked whenever a service is being done by our multi-point inspection, um, other than practically the AC, other than like visual leaks and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. So that's a that's a darn good question, though, because a lot of people just go to their brains and think, oh, it's getting ready to get cold. What stuff do I need to check? And it's it's a lot of the same stuff when it gets really hot. And this, um, if you have nitro in your tires, does that help? stabilize that air pressure yeah Yeah, it certainly does yes okay okay all right very good well thank you guys i appreciate your uh time and your expertise and enjoy the program hey thanks for the call
Yeah, that's one thing we kind of have not talked about in a long time, guys, is uh, nitrogen. Yeah. And all the benefits and everything that nitrogen does for us and everything else, too, you know. So uh, we have some time we probably need to get back into that, too. But I know we got another caller coming in, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting getting him patched through here. Uh, but yeah, definitely the, the benefits of nitrogen is huge, uh, from the, from that side of thing and both, the uh, the cool weather and the warmer weather. So, right. but, uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson, you're on live with under the hood. <laughs> hey, good morning, team. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody's looking good today. <laughs> Me and Buzz though, right? <laughs> no, yeah, there you go. Scotty and Josh are going for the haircut. That's right. <laughs> Bill, um, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go to the intro music. Go to the intro music. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love you, yeah. Dick. God bless you. So my <laughs> wife's got the 2003 F one fifty. And the previous service, um, you guys had done something. I don't know. Maybe it was an additive. It uh, puff of smoke on startup. And when we got the truck back, uh, everything cleared up. And we just had it serviced again. And now it's smoking again. And I was wondering if we need to have that uh, service uh, done every time, that BG product or whatever service they did. Because it's smoking again on the startup. Hmm. So my question, how many miles? This has quite a few miles on it, doesn't it? It does. I think about 230. Yeah. To where... uh, I would say having, uh, like, to be able to get it all taken care of in one GDI service is probably not going to happen. Yeah, with that many miles on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm going back in my head, Dick, because I'm. I kind of remember everything because I believe we did do an induction service. We had all the additives and stuff like that, and it lasted probably what, maybe three, four months, something like that. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, I think it's. About every six months. About every six I don't months. Think we ever, I don't think we ever reach the mileage gotcha. on the sticker. Well, we know who we'll go to, and we'll have him look at it, and I bet you he'll be able to figure out what's going on. There's a specific technician that I know probably would be, be more than willing to look at it and see what's going on, because I know we had vacuum leaks and stuff like that, and so we'll just probably have to figure out. Oh, right, out. right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, I was just curious, you know, if it's uh, – if it was a BG product that they just had to the oil, you know, that'd be great just to do that every time. Whatever they did, it cleared it up, the previous oil change. Yeah. I'll have to look, and I'll, I'll look up everything, Dick, and I'll give you a call afterwards, and I'll, I'll look into history and just double-check and check mileages and see if I can figure out something that correlates with it. Okay. For sure. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a nuisance than anything, because I don't think that it's, um, we're not having to add any oil or anything like that. Good. Well, good deal. What uh, what engine was in it? Oh, gosh, now you ask me. Um, the Triton. Okay, yeah. Is that a 5.4? Five, five yeah, 5.4. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll take a look at it. And I don't know my I mean, my biggest thing with the mileage on that thing. It's not going to hurt it having more than more 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 than one GDI service, and may even take you know uh, a couple of them. But I wouldn't do them necessarily back to back. Maybe like every other oil change or yeah. something for a little bit uh, would, mm-hmm. would be what I would say. Um, just with the number of mileage that's on it and everything like that, like you're you're trying to correct a lot of. Uh, a lot of soot and carbon and, and things like that over the years right, build up right. in that thing. So. so I'm trying to chime in here just a little bit after, cause I've been answering texts and everything else over here coming through too. But the question is how often should he do a GDI? Correct. So he's, yeah, he's got a, it's smoking. Um, and it quit smoking after we did, uh, did one of the services, yeah, one of the services. Yeah. And that was about, what'd you say about six, six months, months ago, four, yeah. four to six months ago. And now it's kind of starting right. back up again, but also the vehicle has about 230. Uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? 230,000 miles roughly. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and we just had it. It just came back from service now and, you know, we had the oil changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's running great. It's, it's running like better than, and you're noticing the smoke. We had a vacuum leak on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, previously and see even with that vacuum leak i mean it's running lean at that point and so you know you're not you're not getting the ideal fuel burn when you're when you're running rich or lean or you know whatever uh whatever it might be so i don't know how long the we had the vacuum leak for or anything like that but uh that i don't think it's going to hurt to do a gdi service on that truck you know every other oil change for a little while for sure clean all that out Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, it looks like I need to go get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Uh, I don't know what else to say except thank you. You stumped him. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for the call, buddy. We'll give you a call later, Dick. Bye. You just can't see my hair is so white. Well, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Not the white. It's the backlighting. It's the studio that you're in. That's what's. Ah, <laughs> uh, mercy! On the top of your head. I wish yeah. we had that. Uh, yeah, what? It, I don't even know. It's. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, know. Well, the you can get the apps where you can like add. Oh, the and filters shit. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, had a filter. I put a wig on your that or something. That would be hilarious. It would be. But, we don't have it, so man. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, what else? Uh, we kind of got here towards the end of the show. Anything else happened in the service department? And we can cover with everybody, help everybody understand their cars better, learn more, anything at all before we. Uh, you know, I like the the question that the gentleman brought up about the the heat. Um, yeah. You know, and and what to kind of look for on on these vehicles. Obviously, temperature is huge. Just operating temperature and anything that can help that car breathe better. Uh, whether it's an air filter or, you know, like I said, checking the condition of the radiator, that's something that I don't think that we get into near as much as we used to. I mean, I, I'm, I know when I was working on cars, you know, way back when and on the farm and stuff like that. And Phil, I'm sure you did it too, but man, checking radiators and blowing out radiators and cleaning radiators is something you just did all the time you know now these vehicles have interactive grill shutters and which uh, for i guess those of you that are uh, you know just listening to the show they have literally fins or uh, i would say blades in the front of of the vehicle uh, that actually control airflow through the vehicle and so it's an electric motor that 
uh, tells the basically diverts the air one way or the other. If the vehicle needs to be warmed up, it's going to be shut off. So no air goes through the radiator. And then if it's going to be uh, hot, it'll open obviously fully up and divert that air flow through the radiator. Uh, but anyways, just all the condensers and power steering coolers and transmission coolers and stuff. Uh, I mean, you get a, a diesel truck um, and by the time you go through all the preliminary radiators, secondary radiators, uh, oh, yeah. turbo coolers, like all that, I mean, you can have, you get in an accident in one of those things and you're $10,000 in just stuff in the front of the truck before you ever even get to the cooling fans. Right. You know, it's crazy the amount of uh, stuff they have up there. And so just making sure that all that stuff is free and clear, clean and debris is, is huge. Yeah. Well, it's great. I, I'm, I'm going back to my days with my dad working in the shop and his service station and stuff too. I remember how many cars would roll in there thumping because these, you know, thermostat had locked up or whatever. And we're out there a garden hose trying to cool them off and trying to pull that radiator cap off. And then we'd have coolant shooting out everywhere. <laughs> Just don't see that anymore. That's yeah. for sure from that part. They've done the developments happen so much better and everything else too. But uh, I can't tell you how many cars I cooled off out in front of that station uh, over the years and, everything else we had one time we had water out of a car shoot clear over the top of the building and the stain stayed on the building for quite a while <laughs> from that part but uh, yeah so it's crazy how much better these cars have come and and uh like you said all the things that are in these cars to keep them cool i don't know if you remember that just mine went went straight back and this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about <laughs> other than fluid still tripping from the roof but anyways i don't know if you remember uh I was I did a transmission service on a vehicle up in Hutch, and Jared reminded me of this. I don't know about a month or so ago, but I I was emptying the the transmission machine in one of those uh, tanks back in the corner, and you'd come walking back there for something, and I had pulled that valve on the top of the machine, and there was still a little bit of residual fluid in it but it was hooked with shop air and it blew transmission fluid <laughs> everywhere it was all over me it was all down the wall up the ceiling i there is probably fluid still dripping off the roof of that shop i, would, if I had to guess <laughs> that shit was everywhere and i just remember you dying laughing and i probably don't even remember it but i do <laughs> uh i stayed hey, now let's go back to those days too josh and i had uh I don't know if you were there yet or not, but there was that storage, two-bay storage deal just full of junk, and I cleaned it out to get more bays and everything else in that. And we had those storage tanks of oil. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Scotty, it was uh, probably a 200-gallon tank that I put in there for oil. You know, it's got a half-inch piece of steel pipe that comes up out of the out of the tank, and you put a meter on there so you know how much oil you're pumping out. Right. And you got a little uh, – little handheld deal you push it and that would start the air to go through to push the oil out of the tank and uh, we're still setting that bay up and i'm standing there and this tech standing there and i haven't i haven't screwed the valve on that yet the valve's there but the oil's in it and he looks and goes what's this and before i could even move he hit that valve <laughs> okay now imagine your air pressure in the shop's 175 psi at a half inch hole and that hit me in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before I could even move, I had oil running out of my shoes. <laughs> Were you there for that, Josh? I, I do not remember before, that. Yeah, That I might be before you, you came on board over oh, there. I great. mean, my God. I just looked at him and thought, 
what a, I hate to <laughs> say it on the air. <laughs> What's this? And he hits that thing. And I mean, <laughs> oh man. Little things that bring me joy, Phil. Stories <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. yeah oh, so. man. Anyway, Bill Millspaw, my dad first started at first in Maine. And then in the, we're thinking the mid seventies, he moved over to second in Maine is where we were at. And right now there's just an old, there's a quick shop in there and you can still, I can still see the front doors where we pulled up and the three bays now are gone uh, from that part, but that's where it was at, Bill. What made him move? What made him go from first to uh, second? Much, much, much better facility at second main. Yeah. Uh, so was that a competition when he first started? Was there a shop oh, yeah. there or? Oh yeah. It was a oh, server. Right. It was a 66 station. We were the uh, standard station and uh, yeah, just a, much, much, much better facility than what we had at first in Maine. There's still some pictures still running around with that old station over at first in Maine and stuff too. So uh, a lot of memories over there at first in Maine, but uh, how long was he there before he moved to the other one? Well, he started in 69, if I remember correctly and moved to, I can think it was mid 76, 77, somewhere in there when he moved to second in Maine. And then he finally retired in 96. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very good. And I don't know, Halstead to have as far as population and two repair shops, that's uh Oh well that's not it. There was three gas stations at one time. There was one, two, three, four repair shops all together at one time. So really yeah, for that town. I mean at one time that town, you know, we had the hospital well, going. The hospital was there, yeah. Yeah, Skyline. you had Skyline going, you had Wimbro going, you had Pat Windows, yeah. There was a lot of industries that were rolling in that town. Uh, well, really kept that town. Or timber or something one i don't yeah. know what that was um, there were a lot of business there did they have electricity back then phil uh yes i sure yes I, okay yes sure did <laughs> you're funny 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 yeah. funny scotty that's what i'm here for yeah, i get it so <laughs> hey, anyway guys i think it's time we need yeah, to roll too, I, get, I need to go work on a race car okay very you know, good. What I need to go do. I need to go get a race car going and everything else too, guys. So, uh, hey, great show, Scotty. Thanks for hanging in your case. Just by chance that I didn't make it, but I did make it from that part. I had fun. Um, yeah. So, uh, everybody, hey, thanks everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And as always, Josh, we do a terrible job of taking care of BG products, yeah. all the great things those guys do for us. And uh, if you want your car to run many, many more miles, please let our service advisors and let Scotty sit down with you and go through how to put it put a schedule together to make sure we're putting the right products in your car. Cause I guarantee all three of us drive differently and need a different, different server schedule. And remember your maintenance schedule in your owner's manual is your minimum minimum you need to do to your car. Uh, so make sure we're using the BG products to help take care of you there. Hey, if you're looking for a rental car, Stan's got finally got a great fleet of rental cars over the four. If you need something bigger, don't want to put the miles in your car or whatever, just give Stan a call right inside of GoToRent and then Big Corner Karate for all your advertising needs. If you've got a company or anything you need to help advertise your company, please call Jesse down at Big Corner Karate. Those guys say just Google us. All right, gentlemen. Ready to roll? Yep. I'm going to go sweat for a while, okay? Go have fun, buddy. All right, guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to everybody in next Saturday. Perfect.